Hello, this is Mitch Wagner. I'm an editor at Light Reading, coming to you from the offices of Orange Silicon Valley in beautiful San Francisco. I am here with uh, Mirelle Elu, who is going to tell me how I have mispronounced her name momentarily. She is the CEO of Orange Silicon Valley. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit, first of all, about what Orange Silicon Valley is. And then we're going to talk about how digital technology can be a game changer for social progress and economic progress. So welcome. How did I mispronounce your name? You did great, Mitch. Thank you. <laughs> okay, great. So first of all, tell me a little bit about what Orange Silicon Valley is and what you do for Orange Silicon Valley. Okay, so Orange Silicon Valley is the, an innovation hub present in, the, in San Francisco for the last 20 years. We try to make uh, innovation and technology from the, this part of the world visible, accessible, and actionable for Orange and our customers and for a sustainable society because we believe that it's our role also we have a, a role to play there we how do we do it we do it by connecting ecosystems uh, we connect this a very dynamic and unique uh, innovation uh, ecosystem to the footprint of orange orange is present in 28 countries across the world when it comes to b2c and in 220 countries, if I look at the B2B, our B2B activities, and we are a multi-service operator doing telco as we come from the telco world, but we have moved into financial services, banking, energy, agriculture, depending on the geographies, home connectivity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, and, and your goal there is to get the technology into Orange so that it, the innovative technology so it can then serve Orange's customers? Of course. Actually, we are trying to look at whatever is happening here, the trends, the technological trends, the innovation trends, and feed them back into our strategy, short and long term. We work with it. We are part of the strategy group, but we also work with the business unit in order to see what are the problems that the technology can uh, solve in the uh, mid and long term for them. Okay, so how can digital technology be a game changer for social progress and economic progress? Well, it is already. Uh, in the last 30 years, we have seen uh, digital technology changing the lives of a lot of people, and especially when it comes to, uh, to Africa and, and the Middle East. We have made quantum leaps in certain domain, and when I look at, uh, at Africa, we 10% uh, digital uh, uh, penetration, mobile penetration can bring up to 4.2% a percentage uh, when it comes to the productivity factor. I'm, I'm going to stop you there for a second. So it's 10% of digital penetration increases productivity by 4.2%? Yeah, definitely. And we did uh, some studies in, in our countries, in our footprint, and when, in, in Senegal it proved that uh, mobile uh, technology has brought has contributed 14% growth of GDP, and it's 20 plus when, it, when it's in Mali. And, and these are only part of what it's bringing. So it's bringing, it's creating job, one job in Senegal created in the, into the telco world, into the mobile telco world, leads to 10 indirect jobs which are created elsewhere. And not talking about the mobile money and what it did and what it brought when it comes to reaching out and, and spreading and increasing, contributing to economical growth all across geographies where rural is very 
present, very important. So uh, this is what happened so far, and we think going forward it will continue. What is needed and for it to continue is to bridge the coverage gap. And we know today that when we look at the world, only half of the population of the world has uh, access to, uh, to, to, to this technology. So we have to play a role into bringing it more globally. And as Orange, we think that this is a collective role. It's not only Orange by itself that can do it, but it's the whole ecosystem that needs to come together in order to do it. Okay, so um, talk a little bit about mobile money, because that's pretty important to what you're doing, isn't it? Yeah. It definitely is. Uh, actually, in uh, in we we are present in twenty almost twenty countries uh, in Africa and the Middle East. And uh, mobile money has made in for for these countries where banking is not uh, the penetration of banking is very low. Mobile money has made banking and money available for population where it, it wasn't. Uh, it's very easy. The, one, of the, one of the things in Africa is not everyone, uh, very few have uh, smartphones, so it's feasible through a feature phone where you just have to do hashtag and uh, three-digit number and then put afterwards the, the mobile number of the person you need to send money to and the, the operation is already, uh, is, is already done. It contributes to uh, business development because we know a lot of businesses uh, are informal and uh, only one person in, in Africa. And by enabling these people to transact money that easily, it, it helps them create business. It helps them get money, get paid, pay other suppliers. And one of the key uh, things about uh, mobile money is getting the right distribution, so being present all over a geography and getting the point of distribution, which are small kiosks. And this is also where Orange have been successful by having this footprint of distribution in each of the countries we are into. So mobile money works just like uh, money, like cash or credit cards in the U.S., right? Yes, yes, but it, it it seems very very surprising for people who known who have known bank all their life. But for someone who didn't have uh, a banking uh, a bank account, it's it's a quantum leap. So actually, it works. You put you go to a point. Uh, you, so you put money on your account, and want this money, then you can use it for anything. You can use it to pay someone. You can use it to pay at, uh, at uh, anything you want to, to buy as long as they have it and uh, uh, they have the the, the uh, they have a. Uh, a mobile number and uh, then you can if you want uh, cash then you can go to a machine to an ATM machine and cash out or to a kiosk and cash out some of your money so it's really the easy uh, part uh, but also it brings uh, security for not to walk with money with cash uh, because your money is on your phone, it's limited amounts because uh, you don't try, you don't, it's not like a bank account where you can uh, put a lot of amount. And we have created annex services like small loans. People, uh, one dollar a day is a huge amount in these countries. So actually, by, by creating micro loans, you are enabling also people to uh, improve their, uh, their lives. Uh, and uh, 
their uh, their capacity their uh, their capacity to buy and to to invest. Okay. Are there are there any particular other areas that you're looking at where where we can see um, mobile technology being used uh, for social good? Definitely, uh, we are looking again. If I go back to Africa, agriculture is a domain we're looking into. Energy is another domain we're looking into. Education is another uh, is another domain. And as a company, uh, corporate social responsibility as, is at the core of what we are doing. Uh, so beyond the economic uh, sustainability is very important, and we have been working. It's been years. We have been invested into br- uh, making our. Uh, impact, environmental impact, uh, 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 less uh, less impacting. So from 2012 to 2016, we have reduced by 56 percent uh, the. Uh, the, the emissions, the CO2 emissions per customers, while during the same period, we have doubled the number of our customers. So that's a huge achievement because at the same time, we know that we are connecting the world, well, among others. Uh, uh, but, and by connecting the world, we are enabling a huge amount of transaction, of, of, uh, of energy flowing. Uh, so it's our duty and our responsibility to by design, and this is what we are doing more and more, by design and anticipating the, uh, the use cases, uh, the application, to make it less consuming and less impacting on the environment. To reach, and our objective is to have by 2030, uh, 100% of our, uh, of our energy renewable, use uh, renewable energy by 2030, 100% in Africa, and by 2050 in Europe. So these are strong commitment that we are taking. We are working, for instance, if, when I talk about data center, we are testing uh, new technologies for cooling the data centers. Uh, liquid cooling is one of those the, uh, in order to make sure that the energy is used to the best effect and in an optimal manner and to reach zero uh, emission at some uh, uh, neutral uh, effect and start reducing, at, uh, inversing the curve. The, 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 the thing with digital technology is the rebound effect. The, the, everything is growing. So how do you avoid the rebound effect so that whatever you're doing is growing uh, the, your impact? Your, your, uh, and uh, and we, are, we are working very, uh, when I say by design, for instance, rather than uh, the, we, we know that our customers, the devices we put in our customers' household do consume energy. So rather than putting it on the customer to reduce this energy, we have put in place a system where we can switch off their boxes remotely so that it stops consuming energy when they are not using it. So okay. this is the kind of intelligent contribution we can do by design, by thinking at the beginning, when we're putting a product or a service on the market, how it can, we can make it sustainable in the long term. Okay, great. We're going to take a little break right here. And when we come back, I'm going to ask uh, Morel Hello from Orange Silicon Valley how uh, Orange Silicon Valley measures results. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. What do you really know about 5G? Did you know 5G might soon replace all those wires at the hospital? Did you know that the 5G icon is mostly nonsense? 
Get the latest on 5G at the 5G Exchange, a free industry portal powered by light reading, providing you with the critical insight you need on 5G emerging trends and technologies. Visit us today at www.the5gexchange.com. And we're back. So, Morel, how does Orange Silicon Valley measure results? Your, your job is to implement innovation. If that was my job, I'd be sitting around reading MIT Technology Review all day and watching YouTube. So how, how do you guys make sure you're staying on track? Well, it's a very, uh, it's a great question. And it's a question I've been asking myself ever since I came on board six months ago, coming from the business, KPIs and measurements are, are very important to me. Uh, and, uh, and I asked this question in the ecosystem in order to see how do we manage innovation? And there's no straight answer when it comes to innovation. I think one of the indicators which, uh, which reassures me is that we have been here 20 years, and the fact that Orange has invested in, in this office for 20 years is an indicator of success. It means that we have been bringing back value to our uh, mother company. But besides that, I think that uh, moving forward, what we want to put in place is to measure the satisfaction of our customers. Our customers, firstly, are internal customers, so our business units and uh, entities of Orange, uh, and external customers because we have a program which uh, addresses corporations which are customers of our B2B uh, arm. So um, by measuring uh, satisfaction is one other uh, indicator. One other indicator also we would like to put in place is to... um, uh, to, uh, measure the transformation rate through the process. I think innovation is a long process. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight, and it takes sometimes multiple years before, mm-hmm. between the, the moment it emerges as a technology, as an idea, and uh, the moment where it translates into solving a real problem and scaling up into something that is adopted uh, globally. And I think by putting kind of gates, in, uh, intermediate gates, and measuring the transformation uh, rate at each of these, for instance, when we go into a proof of concept is one measurement of uh, of uh, success another one is when um, when we go into a scaling of uh, of a solution at a bigger level uh, but i think that success is also measured by failure and the rate of failure is important because if we don't try we can be successful and this is one of the things I have learned by coming into to, to the Silicon Valley. Okay, so wait. Success is measured by failure. I, I wish you could see my face. I'm going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you succeed if you haven't failed? It, in order to succeed, you have to try. And unless you try and... In the trial uh, process, you have you ha- that you have failure. So I think the the sec- the success. If you don't try enough, you might not find success. And by trying enough different perspectives, different ways of looking at a technology, the, putting it in front of different problems that it might or might not solve, this is how you will succeed. I think that's a good place to leave it. By the way, this is our fir- my first podcast from the field, and I hope it will succeed by succeeding and not succeed by failing. 
Uh, in that hopes, I will thank you for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by Tian Fu in New York. Show notes are available at lightreading.com, and you can get the podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast software. Thank you for listening, and thank you for getting your telecom news from Light Reading. <laughs>